Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tokunet Podcast number five. This week we're talking about Tokyuger, the show that's full of three, two, one, imagination! Oh my god, I'm so excited. Close enough. Um, <laughs> sorry and thank you to everyone at home. Uh, this Are week, you're that's welcome, right. why not? Oh, yes. We're talking about the 38th installment of Super Sentai, it's Tokyuger. So, where shall we begin, everybody? Um, let's start with saying hi. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Hello, I'm Michael Nixon, the guy who doesn't know how to start podcasts correctly. <laughs> I'm Kitty Lampier, sitting in the noob seat once again. Anyone I'll else? go. I'm Brian, and I laugh a lot. Yeah! <laughs> nice. And I am Cooney. Well, yeah, I'm Cooney, yes. <laughs> All right. Then. That is true. We hope. <laughs> we hope. We hope you're a Cooney. We hope you haven't like been taken over by some body snatcher, and now we're gonna have to go on like some ridiculous adventure to try to get to Japan and then save you, and then it would just be a mess. He's actually just It'll a Brucey the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Tokyo, what was everyone's first like? Just basic overall impression of the show. Like, what was your in like just a couple sentences? Two starts. Wow, we have to figure this order thing out. Oh, uh, really? Okay, Michael, <laughs> yeah, go yeah. first. I shall begin. Uh, beginning of the show, I think everybody, well, not everybody, but the general reaction that I saw and was participating in when the first suit pictures leaked was, this show looks pretty bad. Um, just because generally the suits aren't super great. Um, but that seems to be the reaction every time a suit photo leaks, so I don't know if we should really regarded as opinion as such. Uh, but going in, it was a tough sell for me. We were coming off of Kyoryuger, and I was really, really happy with Kyoryuger. And Tokyoger initially didn't really meet those expectations, but I do think it it earned its place in the Sentai canon by the end. Nice. Kuni, what about you? I I have a different opinion, actually. I did like the suits. I liked the simplicity of it. I thought... That it was a back to basics. I am, I am heavily biased in favor of Showa stuff, especially lately, late Showa stuff, and that's the same vibe I got from the from the suits. And the other thing is, I'm not too enthusiastic about Kyoryuger in general. I think it's a great accomplishment. I think it did save the franchise, but all the credit people give it. Well, let's not talk about Kyoryuger right now, but yeah. I I had How a much better expectation you? in comparison to people. Yes, yes, I very much there. So that was my impression. I was really really excited about it. All right, Brian, what about you? Well, when the the suit pictures came out, I I looked at them like my first instinct was like this is trash. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Whoa! And like I looked at it long enough. I don't know if like I just got sick of it or what, but I just like gave in and was like, okay, you know what? I can deal with it. It it's it's simple. It it works. Whatever trains, yay! And then the the show aired, and I was excited because I do really like trains. I don't know a lot about trains, but I grew up with Thomas, so I have a bias towards trains. And and. So I watched the show, and then it just it it slowly fell apart, and then built itself back up again. In a nutshell, that was <laughs> yeah. <it. laughs> that's a good. That's I'd no agree mercy that. in that first uh, bunch of comments. <laughs> no sugar yeah, coating. Um, honestly, for me, I I had a little bit of trouble. 
getting into it in the beginning just because it was so formulaic and I was really waiting to see um, some more solid character development. And then um, pretty much yesterday I was sick and binge watched the entire second half in one sitting. Um, And... (laughs) I am now so deeply in love with this show. I was <laughs> like crying throughout several episodes. There is like, Instagram proof of that. There is, if you go to the <laughs> Tokunet uh, Instagram, which is at the Tokunet, I believe, um, I you will see right. a picture of me ugly crying. Um, <laughs> hashtag ugly cry. Not even joking. I was just, I, I was sitting in, you know, Paula, our editor in chief's house, and just sobbing openly and loudly at the ending of this show. Like, just heaving with sobs. Like, I'm pretty sure her parents think I'm emotionally disturbed at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I loved, loved this show. And granted, it was my first super sentai so like i don't have a lot of the like oh it's not as good as this and you know stuff to kind of like pull from but i just oh it got me right in the feel spot it got me in the feel spot so good so yeah that's my that's my it really is a show that rewarded sticking with it oh yeah because the beginning is so tough and and just it's doing a lot of groundwork laying and by the end it's actually for me it feels like the show just starts in like the 20s yeah, yeah. So it actually starts cooking. Absolutely agree with that. <laughs> a bit mm-hmm. after Zed showed up, right? Yeah. 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 When Zed shows up and Akira's already there, and like the wedding Grita stuff for me is when the show actually is like, oh, the switch flipped, and we actually have to do some story. Yeah. Oh, cool. Definitely. We're not just going to plot along anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, even though a lot of stuff does sort of appear in that first half, it just feels like until we crack the the middle of the twenties, nothing's really cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I definitely you there i mean for me i know it took a long time for me to feel much of a connection to kagura in particular like i really thought that i just disliked her actress and thought that she was completely (laughs) wrong for the part for a while and then in the uh the birthday episode i like she just totally won me over and i was like okay i'm on board but that was episode like 30 something (laughs) like, <laughs> yeah, this show really is. It's the show that, that that made its way in the 30s and 40s, which is the yeah. end of the show. It's it's a real late bloomer. Yeah, but I that's bet. something that happens often with with Kobayashi writing. And sadly, well, not sadly, but I'm used to that. I am quite. Uh, I I like a lot how Kobayashi writes stuff because she she knows how to weave a very complicated plot. I mean, but the problem is that it takes time. And yeah. you can, as we said, you, we can, you can skip the first fifteen episodes with one without missing pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. But all those little clues that she leaves behind m- make sense uh, once you know the bit. Well, you once you see the bigger picture, and that's what I like about how she writes. But I know that it may not be for everyone, since you have to, you know, it's a it's a resistance uh, test at first, mm-hmm. and then you are rewarded. Yeah, I think. It feels like the, the, the two show well, the the shows before it, Kyoriger and Gaim, focused a lot more on building as they went and sort of building, you know, mm-hmm. stories as they went, whereas uh, Tokyo Drew was a lot of planting and then paying off in the back half. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was just kind of going back to a different style and 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't dislike Tokyo Jura, but it's not necessarily one of my favorites. But it just I sort can... of, it's, I don't fault it for the way it's, it's done. I, I really do think the ending is extremely yeah. solid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really enjoy, I did really like that they went back and like they used a lot of details from the very beginning to really make it all come together the way that they did. I thought that that was really nicely done. I feel like they could have like done it a little differently, maybe done it a little faster, maybe done <laughs> cuz there was just so much packed in right at the end. And mm-hmm. I I kind of dislike that one of my favorite episodes out of all of them is a filler episode. Like that makes me a little sad. <laughs> like I, I and I realized partway through that it was a filler episode, and I was like, you know what? I don't I don't care right now. I just it's, it's, <laughs> I just feel there, so much ugly crying. <laughs> yeah, like just uh, in case anyone's confused about what an ugly cry is, like there's there's like normal crying where it's like you're sad, and so your face looks sad, and you have like the tears streaming down your face. Maybe you're like, <sighs> but like. Full-on ugly cry is like the heaving oh. sobs. Your face is contorted with how upset you are. Like just ugly crying. Yeah, when you actually don't have control over the reason oh you're my crying. God. About yeah, I yeah, know that. yeah. It's oh my god, it's just it's bad. It's, Full oh torso god. crying. Full torso, audible, <laughs> just awful just crying. Gross heaving. Like Ugh. I have, I have tears pooling under my chin because oh. I can't even, like, just ugly crying. Yeah, yep. that, that was a lot of the second half of Tokyo Drift But before we get to that, well, the emotional part, because I believe I think it's one of the most emotional series I have seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think, I mean, visually, what did you think about the train theme? Because, I mean, well, I mean, I, th- I think I'm going to let you guys speak first, because uh, there is uh, some insight you may need to know about uh, the twin culture in Japan to understand why it was picked up as a theme and, and all these little gimmicks, little details that, that uh, only Japanese people or only people that know trains in Japan could notice. Well, well, I, what did you think about it? As someone who's never seen any other Sentai before, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have to say I really liked it. Like, I, I, I when... I was told that I was going to be watching a Super Sentai about trains. I was like, really, people? We're like, we've resorted to trains. Okay, I guess. It wasn't um, resorting. Oh, I know, I know. But like, it's I realized a really that, safe bet, which is the funny thing. I know, I realize that now. But like, go, going into it, that was my initial, like, really, trains? Okay. Um, but I loved all of the details that they went with it. Like, I loved the whole, like, we're going to run into battle, but, like, as I begin my running motion, I'm going to do, like, a little choo-choo train hand move. Like, that was one of my favorite, like, just little details like that that I was really, that is so fantastic. Can we please do that always? Like, <laughs> um, but I really, I really liked it. And I, uh, for me, it kind of, I liked the whole, like, tie-in for me anyways, but there's a whole kind of subculture of homeless people who do just get around by hopping onto trains. And so for me, it was kind of like these kids who are technically homeless, memoryless, familyless, who are just traveling around on this train having adventures. They're the like, Super Sentai boxcar kids. Exactly. And that, yes. that for me... It, Solving it, mysteries from town to town. Exactly. Like Punching and light beams. It, it, it hit me in like a little soft spot where I was like, you know what? Okay, I, I'm on board. I'm on board. 
I was looking up stuff before the show just because I'm one of those weirdos who likes to look up stuff before a show. And according to Wikipedia, this show won an award from the Ministry of Land Infrastructure, Transport, and Tourism for raising awareness of trains and making children enjoy mm-hmm. trains, mm-hmm. which is something kind of remarkable, I thought. That is I true. Uh, trains are a big deal, is what I'm saying. That's what I keep hearing. I mean, I know that um, uh, Pablo, my boyfriend, was uh, telling me about, um, like, in Japan, there's some kind of really strange fetish porn that is just exclusively women in high heels stomping on train sets. I was like, all right, (laughs) Japan is strange. Wait, that's weird? I thought, oh, um, uh, I should go. I I should go. (laughs) Oh, man. But, like, yeah, so I was just like, all right trains are a thing in japan got it like <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean i don't know if they're normally that much of a thing but to some perhaps not well, not, not saying me well it's uh-huh. just that trains are first of all they are the basic uh, means of transportation before the car people i mean it's like it doesn't it's it doesn't have to do with with for example income and stuff like that very rich people still use the train and it's such a part of, of daily life, such a part of culture that people just recognize. These little details about, for example, the way that the, the gun and the, the morpher talk. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, white, the white line thing is fantastic. Good, good. I mean, that kind of, the way they talk, the fact that he repeats, I mean, the, the, for example, repeating the, the last uh, word is out of repeating the, the name of the station you're arriving at. Uh-huh. That's the announcer of the train telling you this is the station. This the station is connected to this and this and this line. You can change for this, or you can change for the express train, the limited express train. It's it's. I mean, it's a thing that just permeates into you if you live here. You can right. ask. It's a, it's a shame that Tom cannot cannot join us today, but it's that kind of thing that you can only tell when you when you uh, experience it. In a daily basis, uh, if you remember the opening, there is this thing that, uh, when Tokachi appears. He's reading a book, a spe- uh, type of book. That's also something that uh, was a um, let's say a fan service to train uh, fans because it's a a printed version of that year's itinerary of the trains. And if you have a train that you want to take a picture of, that's the book you check. Huh. It's see. it's so it's so full of little details for train lovers that I mean I found that really charming. I'm because I'm I'm not that into trains of course, but it's really charming to see how they really put an effort into che- into looking up into uh, you know trying to to plant little little nuggets nuggets of of you know mm-hmm. uh, train uh, trivia all around. That's cool. Yeah, for sure. That's really awesome. I didn't realize that it was that in depth. Oh yeah, I know it's crazy. It's crazy. Writers and designers and everyday people go crazy. I mean, yeah, wow. What did you guys think of the actors that they chose for the show? They grew on me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that huge sigh. <laughs> it, it, that applies to the actors and the characters for me, though. Everybody grew on me. I mean, I liked Akira from moment one. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think uh-huh. Akira's hands down my favorite of the team and maybe of the show. Um, Zed is a is a close mm-hmm. second because I think right. Zed is just a terrific villain and character. Yeah. Um, but in general, everybody seemed sort of bland to start. But once we knew what the sort of gist and their backstory was about being kids, it 
sort of made sense that they weren't fully developed characters because they mm-hmm. weren't fully developed people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, it all, um, once everything kind of clicked into place and the show got cooking again in the mid twenties, mm-hmm. uh, it all started, you know, all the sort of things I had a problem with were redeemed, uh, as yeah. it were, uh, just knowing the extra information. Yeah. I know for me, it was really hard to get invested with Kagura's character. Like, uh, or at least the actress who played her, I don't know what, like, there was just a lot of her style that felt really, inge- like, just ingenuine to me. And that, personally, because she's, like, that, what that character is supposed to be is l- essentially, like, if I were a shy person, basically. <laughs> and <laughs> and so I- I'm very much, like, that's not how you glomp someone like you mean it. You don't mean that glom. <laughs> and, like, it was it was a really bitchy, catty kind of thing where it's, like, you know, like, how, how people who are fans of the same freaking fandom but have just completely different opinions on it and they hate each other forever, even though they're <laughs> both fans of the same thing. It's like, no, you're too close to me to be not perfect, so I'm going to hate you forever as my mortal enemy. As like, a, it's dumb. As a massive Doctor Who fan, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I exactly. No clue. No I idea. Mean, Tenant's your favorite doctor, right? Oh, God. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> we are now enemies forever. Get away from me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I, th- I feel like that was why probably I also rejected that character and that actress really hard at first. Um, but even she just, they all grew on me. Is that my cat, seriously, now? Um, <laughs> Special but, guest. I know. Special guest, my cat Mallory. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just feel like, uh, I really, uh, was won over by a lot of the characters just right from the get go. Like, Wright was just, I loved him from the second, like, this, from the second he kind of, like, glomped over the shadow monster to be like, ooh, let me see it. And then both of them fell over. I was like, I love you. You need to just stay around forever and just be you. I like you. And, like, Tokati and all of that shit. So, um, yeah. Kagura was the only one that I had a real problem with. All of that shit. I know, sorry. (laughs) I know that Kuni had a big problem with Mio in the beginning, right? Right and Mio, really. They didn't, didn't. I mean, right because of how he looks. I am going to be honest. I don't like how he looks. That's me and Kagura. That that was me and Kagura also. Like, I felt like I was like. (laughs) Your, the lines in your face and the way that you use your mouth are really harsh for the kind of soft person you're going for. I'm a little confused. No, but it's exactly that feeling. I mean, I, I was not comfortable looking at him, so I couldn't like him at all. Wow. Well, he, but, but to start with, he's a really standard red, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, he's the kind of red that I don't like. I don't like the sort of dopey fun times reds. Exactly, I like the... exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite. I guess the only exception for me would be Jan of Geki Ranger because I really like Jan. But that's another thing to discuss. So wait, did so, you did you not uh... like um uh King in Kyoto No, I didn't. Oh, that meant, like, I liked King. King, King was the yeah, exception I, for me. I didn't like I didn't King. mind him at all really. <laughs> Oh my! God. Like I love it's, the dopey hero. I love it so much. I have to say, Cooney, the second time watching Kiruger, it was uh, King was a lot easier to stand. Mm. So you may want to give it a second chance, just because you pay less attention to King and more attention to the background. So the show becomes much less Daigo Sentai King Ranger. Mm-hmm. Right. Watching it again, because watching it the first time, you're like, it's just this guy's story. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and that's the other thing. I'm so against that uh, Red as a main character and just being about Red. Oh yeah. well, Tokyo Drew has some of that too. Yeah, like that was one of the I mean, weird things. No, yeah, exactly. That, that's why. That's why I didn't like him either. I mean, because mm. you don't give enough. I mean, writing wise, you cannot give it give enough uh, time to to the other characters. And the only way you can you can compensate that is give them charm. And that's, that's something that Mio just didn't have. Tokachi mm. and Kagura they were really charming from the start. I really liked them because they were quite childlike, mm-hmm. and that's what I liked about them. Yeah. Uh, I have never liked cool characters either, so uh, Hikari didn't do it to me until later. Mm-hmm. But Wright didn't convince me until episode 47, actually. Wow. Until really? the very end. Yeah. It took you till the last episode? Yes, I didn't like it. I mean, because my favorite, I mean, as you have mentioned, in order, I mean, the the human cast in that order is uh, Akira, Zed, Tokachi, uh, Kagura, Hikari and Wright. The great yeah. thing is the first two of those are not human. I know, right? <laughs> exactly. That's well, that's like, like the the cool thing about the show to me is that my like my two favorite characters are also Akira and Zed. Mm-hmm. Like the uh-huh. shadow gonna, characters are the most interesting. I'm gonna have to pull like a really weird thing here. Like Akira, I could hardly watch him sometimes <laughs> just because no. The lip liner that they use on his <laughs> mouth was so distracting. I'm like, I can't tell if just just your mouth or what. Like, the, like just solid brown line. Yeah, I yeah, don't, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was so distracting yeah, yeah, yeah. that like I couldn't. I could, I'm like, why do they keep doing that to your face? Like, I can't. Maybe that was their I version can't. of Spock ears. Was just weird lip liner. It is weird. It's so weird. And so it was so distracting for me. Anytime that I was watching him on screen, I like, I can't look away from your bottom lip and how terrible it looks right now. <laughs> like, and I feel horrible because the guy did a really good job yeah, depicting that character. I think he's great in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he was such a charming, beautiful character. Wow, he really was. And like that, that episode where they, he got the name Akira and everything, like that was just, that was awesome. Like, I didn't even know what it meant. And I was like, I bet that has something to do with rainbows. And it's going to be really beautiful when I find out that that's right. And then, you know, like, it was just delightful. And he makes me so happy as a character and watching him develop and everything. But just that, that lip liner game, like, is so strong. That particular episode <laughs> was the first uh, that made me think that this was going somewhere. Yeah. Because he was yeah, deep. Same. I mean, it, it may have been because, I mean, Akira's conflict is really, really simple and really downplayed. Mm-hmm. He he was not a shadow, a real shadow. He just made it rain when it was when people went camping, when people had a, a sports festival, and he was so so regretful about that. <laughs> well, I think really that that was what's so charming about him, and I think they wrote that, that wrote it like that on purpose because if it had been a real tragedy, what what Akira had behind, maybe mm-hmm. maybe it must it would have been distracting. To, to his recovery and to, to, to the bright side of, of his character, right? Right. And then we have this this uh, episode in which they just decided to name him Niji no Akira. As I explained to you, Kitty, Niji no Akira, uh, although it's a play in words, literally means the brightness of the rainbow. And it was just them telling him that it was that he was not a shadow and that he was just as bright as a rainbow. I mean, how how much love can you have? <laughs> yeah. In how much? Yeah, it's it was so charming, so beautiful, and it was really touching. Mm-hmm. In spite of the silliness of the episode, it was really touching. Yeah, so much of this show was just like it, it's uh, it's just like 
when I fr- I'm gonna go on a slight tangent. There have been I saw the um, trailer for the movie Hachi, which in case you're unfamiliar with it, it's uh, the story of a dog who's who would meet his owner at the train station every day for like years. And then his owner died at work, and so he never came home on the train. And so the dog waited at the train station for eight years for his owner to come back. And, like, wouldn't mm-hmm. leave. I just watching the trailer for that, I was sobbing because I was like, oh, my God, his love is so true. He just doesn't know any other way <laughs> to be except for so delightfully innocent and loving. And mm-hmm. that, for me, I got the same feeling from the Tokyo Jers. Like, it, they just, they didn't know any other way to be. There was never a question for them of, should we work with the dark side or, like, should we do anything bad? It was like, no, we don't do bad stuff. We're not the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and, yeah. and that, for me, that level of just innocence and just pure heartedness was so touching. It made me so happy. <laughs> so yeah, the sort of straight line to the finish aspect is kind of nice. Yeah. On occasion. No, because I thought that was going... I mean, at first I thought it was going to be the weak point of the series. Because there is no conflict, there is no tension. Then what are they fighting? These goofy monsters. Goofy right. kids fighting goofy monsters. Then what's the point? Right. Then we have Zed coming, and then mm-hmm. we see, oh, this is serious. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Speaking of goofy kids fighting goofy monsters, uh, we may want to talk more about design things. How did we, oh, like... Man. Russia, uh, the Rainbow Line, Russia. I love the Russia themselves. Um, yeah, the the trains themselves, I really dig. Um, just because the the variations there between. I mean, if you look at the scope of all twelve, thirteen, whatever there is of them, uh, there mm. there's thirteen, including the Drill Express. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. there the there's Express. such a great uh, range of of designs there. When you start looking at the robots. Things get a little bit iffy depending on your design taste, but just yeah. purely looking at the designs of the trains, I think they did a really killer job. See, I like yeah. I, I like the the sort of simplicity. It really grew on me the simplicity of Tokyo, mm-hmm. and I also mm-hmm. I just I I do like the designs of the sort of the the, the first tier robots. Yeah, you know, uh, Tokyo Build Dio, Diesel O. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as soon as they started interconnecting, is where it all went a bit haywire. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, tends to be an issue with Sentai robot designs. Because it's yeah. like, let's just pile it all onto each other. Right. I don't which, know why they would messy. take such a risk with this one. Because I, I don't know if you have seen the Tokyo Rainbow toy. I mentioned it in, in oh, mm-hmm. past podcast. It's, it's horrible. It it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's really, really, really horrible. It's sitting on my really. shelf and, right now. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Well, it, but you see that the show, I mean, the it's, it's proportioned and everything, it looks really cool, but the, the robot just doesn't deliver. Mm-mm. Well, it's, my, my favorite line, maybe, of the show is when Tokyo Rainbow first forms and the villains go, it just stood up, is that yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's how I feel here at home, <laughs> looking at whatever the hell that is. Uh, just, yeah, yeah the, the further combining they went, the worse it got. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean... Say what you feel about Curiouger, but I mean the final designs weren't terrible, and the five separate robots were fantastic. Yeah, they were. I'm gonna stop talking yeah. about Curiouger. <laughs> Sorry, I re- I I've watched it again recently and I really like it. I can't help myself. No, but I mean I think that uh, the simplicity of the design was along those lines. I mean that that the trains are solid color little trains that you just 
you know, play with running them around along the, mm. the rails. I think they wanted to to. I mean, because train collecting is not a new thing in Japan. That's the other thing. I mean, they want they had to to bring something new to that. And in in Transformers, you have this this really complicated train combinations in which the robot does turn out to be proportioned, even for for uh, with the toy. But I think they went back to basics in the sense of making it uh, friendly for even the smallest of childs, mm-hmm. mm. so that they could play and they could know how to play with it. Because because it, it's it's and it's a thing because you have seen the the toys sometimes even even the dad has a has trouble you know putting them together, and I think that's the contrast they made with the heroes and the the villains. The villains were really 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 complicated in design, mm-hmm. even the robots and the, well the monsters as well. Right. Well, what do you think about the, the design of the villains? I loved the different villain trains. Like they were really intricate, and so even. Like, you could just look at the various trains, and even though they had similar color schemes and everything, you could pretty distinctly tell which Darkliner was whose. And I yeah. thought that that was, like, a really cool aspect that they involved different um, design elements from the uh, different bad guys into their Darkliners. Like, I really mm-hmm. liked that. Yeah, the similarities between the Rainbow and Shadow lines, the, the increasing amount of them, I, I thought were kind of interesting over time. You know, different rangers get different trains, different shadow line people get different trains as well. Yeah. Kind of cool in that respect. The designs in general of the shadow line characters, I think, were absolutely phenomenal. I really dig them. Absolutely. (laughs) The the General Schwartz costume is amazing. It is. Yeah. The little chains and crazy teeth and... I, I loved all of that, like, the chains and the gears and the crazy teeth and everything was, like, super harsh, but he had those roses. Exactly. It was yeah. such a nice balance. Yeah. It was It was really, I don't even, like, it just, it, it made me already go, there's going to be something about you later. <laughs> like, yeah. Stick it in the folder in my head, save it for later. There's going to be something <laughs> about you later. Like. I mean, even as 90s spiky as Zed gets. He still looks great in all his various forms throughout the show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I love the way that he his outfit evolved yeah, with absolutely. his various evolutions as he got darker and darker. And I love that he it, it, he got darker as he got more desperate to obtain his own shining. Yes. Like, that to me was like just in its own way extremely deep for a kid's show. And extremely insightful. Welcome to Tokusatsu. Yep. I, thank you. <laughs> I think I might be fight. here to stay. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah it's, you're, you're in the good place now. I am excited. It's a very cozy, good feels kind of place. <laughs> well, let's get, let's get it done into the depth of, of what we talked about. This, As I said, this is a very, very emotional series. I, I got teary-eyed <laughs> by the end. I, can't, I have to admit that hadn't happened to me in a while. Yep. Yeah, and it really it it swings out and surprises you. Ah, oh, just like right how, definitely, yeah. Yeah, how emotional it can actually get, and how I don't know how mature those emotions are. There are yeah. a lot of things in the show that aren't sort of simple. By the end, you know, it isn't really simple emotionality. The relationship with the villains is complex, and the characters, for being ten year olds, have sort yeah. of reasonable ten year old relationships. 
It's true. Like even like as I as much as I'm sure that a lot of people really wanted to see like Takati and Mio hook up and like Kagura nope. and Hikari hook up. Like it's like no, they're ten guys and nope. mm-hmm. their little crushes are adorable. Don't I, I had a question on Ask FM about that. They're like Takati and Mio didn't get any closure. I'm like they're ten. What do you want them to go hop in bed together? Like I know, it, right? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. People don't get it. Especially, but I They're mean, they did get it in the last show. episode when they got back to being children. She she uh, grabbed his hand. I know. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's just a foreshadowing. They're going to get together. Just let them be kids, for God's sake. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like ah, the, like uh, sorry, that was me holding myself back because I want to talk about like just the ending. For yeah, a bit, and I'm not sure that that's where I want to talk about this right now. But yeah, like I, I, this show, oh god, so much in the feel spot. Like that moment when, uh, right, just looks away and he's like, my situation was different, and then his family, like, ah, ah, just I'm dead, I'm gone, I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm tapping out, I can't do this anymore, I'm just gonna go cry in my little puddle over here, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's great how the uh, writing and especially directing. How they directed them, not as uh, your typical grown-up, sorry, uh, children turned turned into an adult, but actual children. Mm-hmm. The way they emote, it's it's so natural for children. Yeah. That I was, I mean, it was especially. I mean, I can appreciate it with Tokati, for example, mm-hmm. and the way he looked up to his brother. All that yeah. little thing about creating a hero after his brother, then yeah. recognizing him in in the shadow blind ridden town the admiration he has these little faces he makes when when he sees his brother i mean that's not that those are not the faces of a grown-up those no. are the faces of just a little boy who, who looks up to his brother right Absolutely. Mm. and they all have these little moments in which you could tell they were playing children mm-hmm. yeah well that was um, a thing for me as soon as they went into the first shadow town and time was stopped i was like oh they're kids they're 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 real life kids like the in in re- reality they're because their town isn't a time stop pull them pulling them out of the time lock basically made them age because the rest of the world is still moving through time but their town is not so there's they they're really kids but they're adults now that's mm-hmm. gonna be a thing and as soon as that like basically as soon as that switch got flipped in my brain and I was convinced that that was gonna be what happened was when I started really going like okay wait 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 so there's depth here where am i going <laughs> what's happening what have i seen and it, <laughs> it like for me made me just look into everything else that much more deeply because i realized that basically that the deep end was there and i like i i didn't even know and yeah so Once it that, was, that twist was really the moment where where when i figured it out too was the moment where i started investing a little bit more heavily in the show yeah, because it is a clever idea. It is a, it is a thing that isn't, you know, relatively. It isn't done, right? <laughs> in the show already, it's it is a new element. Yeah, which uh-huh. was interesting. Well, and speaking of new elements, they also had the the. I understand that switching colors between rangers is not a done thing that's ever been. It's not a thing that's ever been done before. Yeah, the Gokaijukis they tended to stick to their color where applicable. Mm-hmm. with you know exceptions judging by other teams so the sort of crazy switching here despite the individual weapons being terrible uh-huh. terrible uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> is is a, is a new fun aspect that i, I really liked and i like that well, it actually gokaijo was of... the first time we saw like pink suits on a man right yeah. yeah yeah 
and then it happened now. And I like it because of how they are breaking the stereotype of uh, pinkies for girls. Yeah. yeah. And the rest of the colors is for guys. I but, like that. I like that there's, the, the line is blurring in that case. Well, I like it a lot too, but there was a couple things that I started noticing. Like um, when they did the switching color thing, um, by the end of the show, it was like when it, it goes around the screen and it has like the numbers and like it, it shows the color going around as they're transforming mm-hmm. into that one. By the end, the pink one wasn't pink anymore. It was purple. Huh. And so, like, it was just a little thing that I noticed. And I was like, that's not, it doesn't flow. Why did you start doing that? Is there going to be a purple ranger? Is pink supposed to be purple? Are we making that a thing now? Because I, why? What's happening? It's probably so it was just, just a, a weird continuity thing. It's probably easier to tell the difference between red and purple than red and pink. Well, yeah, so especially when you have the entire zone. rainbow except purple. And so, and you have pink instead of purple. Well, there is a rumor so, that there's going to be a Tokyo Purple 7 guy. Right. Some mm. in the movie thing, but... Right, but they had Zed, whose main colors were white and purple. Mm-hmm. So they Completely had... on purpose, of course. Right. It's completely oh, yes. on purpose because of that whole thing that they said. I feel like, okay, this is one complaint that I have. Uh, at the very end, when... Gre- when uh, Miss Greta is taking Zed back into the deep darkness mm-hmm. where they belong, I feel like her whole line, which is that uh, the light only shines so brightly because of the darkness, mm-hmm. that line was thrown away so quickly, and that moment was gone before it even really started. I wanted them to linger there for a little bit longer because that's really the whole point of the show. Is that, like, without the darkness, the light wouldn't shine so brightly. And w- and without that light of hope and imagination, the darkness would be all-consuming. I think you My mean kiss. imagination. <laughs> imagination! <laughs> yes. sorry, sorry, everyone. <laughs> but yeah, like, it, 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 was, it was just really just thrown away. And it makes me so sad that that was the case because it my was... guess is time constraints in that case because i agree yeah. with you but i am not that i don't feel that that you know uh, bad about it because the way she delivered it was so so gentle because i mean right. she was the the first one that saw through him mm-hmm. she was probably the only one that understood the the, the pain he was in Right, and she decided instead of I mean, like, like when they when she told them, I have a plan, but it's not a plan about no about about anybody disappearing. Mm-hmm. I have a way so that we can solve things without anyone disappearing. She didn't she didn't like violence. She didn't like anything ending, and she knew she was darkness. She knew that Zed was darkness. So let's just go back, and I'll I'll protect you with 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 the kindness that I have, mm-hmm. and that's okay. And you won't. You stop. You will stop suffering because he was. That that's the thing with Zed. He was in pain all the time. He was such a pitiful right. character. Absolutely. Well, like, because uh, I feel like, um, like there, she did have that moment where he caught her trying to move the castle, mm-hmm. and she said, "You know, he's like, oh, is this part of your plan for revenge?" And she was all, "No, I mean, I don't. I'm not mad at you. I don't hate you. I feel bad for you." And he got so upset by that compassion and the fact that she was able to find her own source of hope and light in her life 
that she was able to look at him and not be consumed with the same darkness that he was. That was only fueled and made deeper by his own inability to find a light in his life. And, and like, just the fact that it even gets that deep and that insightful, again, just makes me so happy on so many levels. And it's just, I loved the character of Greta. And I loved that she and Mio also had that, like, body-swapping episode where... That was one, actually. <laughs> oh, such a real, yeah. I really like, and I loved how just Mio was, like, you know, got that insight into Greta and was like, guys, she's not she's not in this for the same reasons the other are. She's not like them. And, and they had that whole kind of, like, fighting with the, well, like, it, and again, like, the, the tension that comes up between the characters is like, are we going to be this kind of good or this kind of good? It's never like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, should we side with the dark side or like anything like that ever. It's we just, should start killing them all. <laughs> yeah. Like it's never, never, they never have that discussion. No, it's just, it's, it's, it was very much like an, well, we have to be the good guys, and so we're we are the rainbow line, and so we fight the shadow line. It's like, well, but if we're really good guys, then we also have compassion and understanding, and we're able to side with people when they are good, when they when they also show capability for good. And I feel like that was also part of what Wright had going with Zed was that he felt that connection and resonance with the character of Zed and how he he wasn't after hurting people not really he just wanted this thing and was willing to do terrible terrible things to get it i mean yeah i think you hit a hit a quite a uh, how to say it well a spot in the sense that it's not a more it's more a battle between light and darkness uh-huh. than it's between good and evil Absolutely. I think. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, especially the way the Shadow Line characters ended, they all, I mean, I'm so, so satisfied in that sense because mm-hmm. every single one of them got a chance to shine, literally. Yeah. And shine within the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we start with, with Schwartz. That, that's, that line, how did he deliver that line while Zed was killing him? Oh my god! You, right? you, I mean, I, I never was able to beat you, but you never were able to beat me. Now I have something to shines that shines, and then he disappeared, and then you know, Lady Nora. Right after that, mm-hmm. goodbye, Greta. You're free, and and it was just you know, yep. she she died protecting what she loved the most, with which was her daughter. Uh-huh. And after that, all that, uh, how they lit a candle for each. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was, I mean, I think, I don't think that's ever happened such a, because uh, it wasn't redemption from the villains. The villains just couldn't go against their nature. Right. And, you know, I don't know. It was, it was good. <laughs> well, yeah. I, there's a surprising compassion and understanding. Yes. Of yeah. for compassion their is a key word here. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's, there's, the, you know, more regret than you usually get yeah. out of a hero team. The, the villains, especially out of a show, kids' hero team, to me just completely yeah. stole it. Like I was oh, yeah. fascinated mm-hmm. with the villains, and you got the the main characters over here, and I I mean they were they were there, and I acknowledged them, but like I was so enthralled with everything that was going on with the Shadow Line that I really didn't care a whole lot about the main characters of the show. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, well, the the characters, the main characters, are sort of bright and colorful and simple, and the villains are dark and complex. It, it, it I goes guess, yeah, 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 through the design, the through the character, story. through it's it's you know very yeah. thematic in that sense, which I thought was an interesting sort of new turn on how to do a Sentai show, sort of yeah. steering into being the bright, friendly kids show, but still allowing that sort of darkness to to be in the series. When it's kind of almost like they gave insight as to how a person can fall into darkness and how you essentially always have to ultimately find your own source of light and let it guide you to the better path. And as long as you don't, you know, hurt other people along the way to that, then you're doing all right. Like I Mm. thought that like that kind of being a huge overlying message for the show was just so sweet and such a good thing to teach kids. You know? Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, just, I think we, we all have the same thing going through our minds. With... I, well, yeah, I, I mean, fervently disagree. <laughs> so mad. Well, okay, I so, can, I can so say mad. something right now that'll probably cause a huge disagreement, and it's going to sound really dumb compared to all the other stuff that we've been talking about with the thematics of this show. Did anyone, uh, for me, watching the uh, Shadowline characters... Um, I realized at one point that they seemed highly based off of vampires, and I don't know how I felt oh. about that. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I, you said that on the chat. Little... I wanted to elaborate on that, because I'm curious. Okay, well, because if you think about it, right, in every show about vampires ever, and this, I'm probably going to get so much hate for this, and I understand this, <laughs> really just like, hey, guess what? This is out of left field, coming right down the middle now. Um... It's not, again, not a new thing for a Sentai show to be overly thought out internally. So you may be revealing some (laughs) crazy hidden depth Uh, of the thing. So if you think about most vampire shows ever, right, you have the vampires who are creatures of darkness, who can't stand to be in light, who feed off of regular people in some capacity where they don't necessarily have to kill them but a lot of them do uh but they require what they get from the humans and their suffering in order to survive and there's always some court some kind of crazy bureaucratic like court within like the vampire society that's all like very cloak and dagger and backstabbing each other and trying to one up and take over the vampire clan and shit like that And, like, so at some point I was trying to explain this show to a friend, and it just kind of clicked for me, like, oh my god, they're kind of based on vampires. That, Mm. and now I can't, and then I couldn't get it out of my head. Like, because it's, even though they have nothing, they are no way, the way that they're portrayed, like vampires, thematically, they're, like, really similar. Well, yeah, the mechanics are just like like you described them. Yeah. And so it's it's really stupid and just kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess. But, like, to me it was something that it was so, I don't want to say dumb, but, like, it was, I was on episode, like, 20-something when I was explaining this to someone and came to this realization. I was like, I can't believe that it took me this long to, like, make that connection. 
I probably someone who is like writing these characters really likes vampires. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, the thing is that I mean we have seen vampires not in Sentai but in Kamen Rider, mm-hmm. and you have seen how that went, Brian and Michael. <laughs> yeah, clearly not me. <laughs> I mean, would you recommend such a, a series such as Kamen Rider Kiva to, to Kite, a, a a real tokusatsu noob? Um, not as a, not as an early show. I, mm. I, I why there there are so many better shows to, mm. to 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 start into. But to be fair, I liked Drive. I'm not. I, I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I would I would rather you see Double before you see Kiva. Yeah. Definitely. You know, I would I would rather you see Forze before you see Kiva because I think you'd really like Forze. She would like Forze. Um Yeah. <laughs> I I actually I mean, I, I, the thing is like I love Hibiki but I wouldn't recommend Hibiki perhaps before Kiva for you Kitty because Hibiki is like a No, definitely. Different like her then note introducing her to Kamen Rider would then know, which is what people do mistakenly. Oh, yeah. But I do think Kitty would really like Denna. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Denna, Denna, Denna. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop. It just came out. Kiva <laughs> uh, Q- was actually my first writer show. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How was that? Um, it, like, you stayed with us. Ha- reasonable question. Having nothing to compare it to, I actually really liked it. See, see and that, that's why I feel like I liked Common Rider Drive. Is that like all of you guys were like, "Oh, this show is so boring. Uh, I don't really like it." There, there really is a sentimentality that goes with your first show because mm-hmm. my first Sentai is uh, that was Bokenger, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily the most popular show, but I really do like that show a right. lot. And I feel like the the whole like Tokusatsu genre, like the Common Riders and the Sentai, Super Sentai and all that stuff, they're so likable that even if you start with probably like the worst. It's still enjoyable enough that it just sets your bar really low, and you're like, "Wow, that was pretty nice." Wait, you mean there's better? Like, th- there's that kind of thing. <laughs> well, where it's like... more than setting your bar low, I think it's about I me mean, because you you check it. I mean, you try it with the intention of liking it, of enjoying it, right? And because of that, that you know, positive disposition, everything um, besides being fun, it's new and it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that, I mean, the, I don't think there is a way for you to not like Kamen Rider Drive if it's the first time, that, if the first series that you see it. I mean, pretty Especially much. now since they are all so, you know, thought and structured and made to be liked, unlike what ca- happened to Kamen Rider back in the 70s. Uh-huh. Which, P.S., I gotta say, uh, I called it on the uh, Proto Drive dude. I called it. It just made me really happy. Ah, oh, you were right, yeah. I was right. You were right, indeed. I'm so mm-hmm. excited. I was like, yes! <laughs> Paula told me, and I was like, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> well, well done. Thank you. But yeah, um, yeah, I feel like there's, there's, uh, like, because I did watch also Common Rider first, which is very silly, even if it's not the best like Kamen Rider or even Tokusatsu show or whatever, it was good enough that it was like, I really enjoy this. You mean there's better? There's more? And so it was It was a very good lead-in for me, especially with things that still, I think, still my favorite moment in the show up to where I've seen, because I, I stopped watching after episode 13, because I had to start watching... Uh, Kyoryuger and Tokyuger because I thought we were going to be doing the podcast today on Kyoryuger originally 
and like we got halfway to the date and i was like oh we're not that's not the show we're oh oh i need to be watching this one okay (laughs) um i like my favorite moment is still when he's like Oh, it's a door gun! And Mr. Belt's like, can you please rethink your naming stuff? And he's like, no, it's a door gun! And it's like, still the best moment for me. Like, <laughs> I love it so much. But back to Rainbows and Imagination. <laughs> That's what we're but, doing. Wait, okay, back to Rainbows and Imagination, I'm just thinking. Uh, was there anything unexpected about the series? Something, I mean, not necessarily like a twist or a revelation, but something that you didn't expect it to be, and it was. For I me, it was the emotional part, of course. Yeah. I was surprised by the depth of the villain drama. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, as soon as the the, the Zed-Gritta wedding stuff hit, mm-hmm. I, I was sort of surprised by how complex it did get. Mm-hmm. Um, very pleasantly, I have to say, I really, again, just genuinely enjoyed that stuff. But I, I really just thought we were going to have kind of a coasting year. I, I was really convinced until about halfway through that even with the high spots, we weren't going to get, you know, a great show. Right. And I don't necessarily, I mean, in my opinion, I don't, I, I don't know if it's a great show, but it's certainly a good one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not mm-hmm. a bad uh, entry in the Sentai franchise by any not. means. Mm-hmm. So I, I ended up being a lot more, um, you know, generally pleasantly surprised by the series. I really do think it's a, a quality show i don't know if it's going to be my first recommendation but it's it's in the list eventually yeah it's not one that i'm going to actively discourage people from from going after if they're interested in it either you know Mm -hmm. it's not one it's not one that you have to sort of warn people of flaws you can sort of generically say well it takes a while to start building up but when it does it is worth it yeah i was definitely also surprised by just the depth of the characters, especially the Shadowline ones, the depth of the storyline in general, like the details that that like I'll probably go back and watch the show over again just to see all the stuff that I missed the first time around. Because I'll I feel probably like, do the same. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of little details that were probably pretty telling from the get go that are I just missed because I didn't even know that I didn't even know that I was supposed to be looking for something. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I also, I loved, loved the whole rainbow theme and the imagination and hope and light and stars and wishing. Like that first time that it showed them as kids singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star together, that was probably one of the first times that I cried watching the show. And that was, that was like in one of the 30 episodes, one of the number 30 something episodes. So it was probably a little early to start crying. I was also sick on my birthday. <laughs> and I just, I went through a lot yesterday. <laughs> you, you did consume Tokyo during a weakened state. I did. It's worth noting. And and I was on, you know, cold medicine and everything. So there was probably some influence there. But I, I was not, I, I did not expect to get hit in the feels quite the way that I did. No, me neither. Me neither. Definitely. Especially, I mean, you mentioned Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Oh Why did Akira play it with his sad harmonica after they left? I know, it's like, right? It, no, that one, that's what, that was the one that killed me, really. I mean, why Why are you doing that? Oh, my God. Well, like, <laughs> like, at the end of the show, like, honestly, what... Such a sad thing. It was such a perfect ending. The only thing, in my opinion, 
that could have made it more perfect is if Akira got a second chance at life by also being turned into a actual a real human kid and getting like mm. adopted into Wright's family. Like if yeah. that had happened, I would have completely lost it. I'd still <laughs> be on Paula's couch crying. Like <laughs> it would have been so beautiful and so per- like the perfect perfect sum up to the series. I'm like I get it. He maintains the lines and he's really important to the Rainbow Land and I get it. But like I I just I really wanted that for him. I wanted it so bad. That would have been really adorable. I felt adorable. like he deserved it. <laughs> it would have been so cute. And like all of a sudden he would have been a kid and he would have been looked down at his hands, seen how tiny they were and like just looked over at the conductor like what? And Wagon would have done some like <laughs> like thing that he does. <laughs> and the conductor and ticket together would have explained that, you know, the president has decided that because he did so much good in helping them overcome the darkness of the shadow line that he's really getting a second chance this time and and he's like but where will i go and then right goes up to him and puts <laughs> this his is hand on so his shoulder detailed and he's like you're coming with me of course and his mom's like of course you're always welcome in our family and like they all hug and i cry <laughs> and like i really thought this through i really wanted it to happen guys by the I way those notice. three we haven't talked about those three i didn't think i mean Wagon, I saw her, the moment I saw her, I, I knew that she was going to be lots of fun. Yes, absolutely. But yeah. the, the conductor and ticket, I had my doubts. I liked them. And I had my doubts, but they, they did deliver. It was yeah. such a fun place, the, the, the train itself to be. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm surprised how sexy Wagon was. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I mean, Wagon. No, wasn't she? Well, I mean, come on. I, I'm not I, really into robot plays. I did not have those kinds of emotions while watching Wayne. Well, okay, it, it's not about, even about whether or not you find her sexy, but she was a very sexualized character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even if she was like, like as like she took so many selfies, like in like one of the first episodes that we see her in. I was like, why is she taking so many selfies? I mean, I prefer her to that girl in the Den Liner. What's her name? The one oh, with the ghastly yeah. coffees. Now me, yeah, that that girl. I prefer Wagon a, a thousand times. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. See? I mean, I See? loved Wagon. I loved her a lot. She kind of, you know, what she kind of made me think of. Now that I'm really thinking about it, she makes me think of the stereotypical overly sexualized babysitter. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Which like, kind of works with the theme of the show, huh? huh? It kind of works with the theme of the show. Well, exactly. That's what I like. I was I was thinking about it in terms of the theme of the show. I was like, oh my god, she's that one overly sexualized babysitter that like is the subject of so many porns. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but really, if you like, she went to the salon to get her body waxed. Like, what? <laughs> okay, That's what a robot would do. I, I mean, I guess you don't <laughs> like, understand robots. Life is hard for them. (laughs) (laughs) They too need to feel pretty. They do, which is why they take so many selfies. Well, robots can be narcissistic too. Apparently. They're not all perfect, Kitty. God. (laughs) God, I know. I have so many stereotypes about robots to overcome. I know. Haven't you seen iRobot? Yes, I have actually. (laughs) I don't think we should talk about that movie. Robots are one of those things that kind of freak me out sometimes when they're like too lifelike. 
Like, I mean, Why me, do they insist on doing that? I don't understand. I don't Especially know. the Japanese. I see it here. Every time they make, oh, now we're going weird. You know, this Android is more realistic than ever. And it's just no, as fucking that. creepy as the previous one. It's, it's, it will, you know what it is? They're in the uncanny valley. Exactly. Which, it's so, oh, yeah. it's, no, it's so uncomfortable to watch. Uh, no, really no, 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 no. See, they should make more ro- robots look like Wagon, who just, like, don't have faces. Exactly. Make robots you look know, like don't... robots. What's the problem? Yeah. Or even yeah. even if they'd given her like little light up eyes that like show her emotions, she didn't need it by any stretch of the imagination. She was Imagine super it, expressive enough already. Well, yeah. All you need is your imagination to just. I mean, I know. mean, and to, I mean, by by the way, uh-huh. I I think Wagon was sexy, but because of the actress playing her, I know there is a human inside. That's why right. I found it sexy. Okay, it's not okay. that. Oh, that's a hot robot. What if that was a dude? Are you into dudes? It, it was. No, it's dude. not a dude. Some it's pink not, rangers it, are dudes. It has been. It, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. the same no, no, suit no, actress now... as uh, um, Tokyo uh, Gogo. Oh. Huh. Fun fact. Who's, who's Tokyo? Who's Tokyo Gogo? Pink. Oh. Pink. I, oh, see, see, yeah. Oh my god, I was so happy. No, like, Wagon I... was played by by a female suit actor. Mm. Mm. Okay. So oh, that... thank God. <laughs> I know. I asked that question because I knew Cooney was getting scared. Oh, you absolutely should have lied. <laughs> oh, man. This yeah. No, I loved uh, Pink's suit act- actress was definitely one of my favorites. She was so expressive and she had, she had so many of the uh, subtle mannerisms that were perfect for the Pink uh, for um, Tokyo Ranger 5 or Tokyo 5. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like most the, most of the time, Pink Ranger. <laughs> yes, sure, mostly Pink Ranger, <laughs> except for when she pink. stole other people's trains. Right. <laughs> like, right, to be course. fair, I don't think there was a time when anyone actively gave her their train. She was just like, "Excuse me, I'm borrowing this now." <laughs> yeah, she always took it from them. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there was a moment where anyone actively was like, "Here you go, Kagura." She was like, "Excuse me, I'm borrowing this," and they're like, "Okay." <laughs> There was like a yeah. stretch of like ten episodes or so where they didn't even do any sort of line changing whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, they I think did it was, it was leave it confusing. on the side. Well, that's a gimmick that just died. Did. I mean, they did it like a couple of times. Then the writers were, "Oh, we have to do some color changing stuff." Okay, put it here, and that was it. I don't see the the point to it really. There really wasn't. Like, I I feel like it was a, a gimmick that they had plans for that just ultimately fell through because there mm. there really wasn't any sort of purpose to it. I mean, in previous Sentai, they could just, like, pass the weapon off to the other person and call it a day, and which is essentially what they were doing, except they changed color, too. I mean, you can kind of tie it to the fact that it's all imagination and they can be whatever they want to be and such like that, but, I mean, looking at it straight as a, a gimmick and a, a power, it didn't really do much of anything worthwhile i think i don't know i i kind of i i enjoyed the line changing as something different mm-hmm. um and i liked the ways that they did use it like they they used it at least once to confuse the enemy as to be like which color is which why do you keep changing stop i can't mm-hmm. track anymore <laughs> and i i liked that they were able to use that because i'm sure they too thought uh, there's too much color changing. I can't keep track of who's who right now. Where are the skirts? Like, you know, where are the numbers? But um, I, I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it in the sense 
that it felt like, and this is, you know, a kid's show thought here, but it kind of felt like it was teaching something about sharing, or it should have been. Like, about how you can't just, like, especially when uh, originally Wright was just going around and borrowing <laughs> every, quote-unquote, borrowing everyone's trains. He's some like, of it really me, did I'm feel like, this. I mean, some of it did feel like them teaching the lesson of, like, make sure you share your toys, kids, when you buy right. all of the toys. The Tokyo drew toys. Toys, toys, toys. Well, and that, in that <laughs> sense, occasionally. It, was also, it was also kind of like, you know, um... It, it sort of spread the message of, like, yes, you can have things that are yours, but there's nothing wrong with sharing and trading and enjoying someone else's toys and letting them enjoy yours. And I thought that that was kind of... I, I, I don't think they quite took it where they wanted to with it, but I kind of saw where they were going a little bit. And I, I, I enjoyed where I, I saw that projection line going. Yeah, it didn't feel like a gimmick that the writers felt stuck with. It just felt like one they didn't necessarily take advantage of until the very end. Yeah. And when they did take advantage of it at the end, it was interesting, but it was, I don't know. I would have liked to see more done with them changing into, to orange. You didn't, know. Yeah. Uh, didn't they say like flat out, like he tried to do it and it wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah. No, he tried to do it in one, in, in an early episode. And it wouldn't work, but it was because of the whole like imagination yeah. thing. Yeah. That he could do anything and use all the powers of the rainbow or uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. All the lucky charms were his. <laughs> That's you another know. thing that they Horseshoes, stopped using the imagination clover. as such. Because, I mean, in the first episodes, if you remember, and that's the description they gave to the bazooka, the Denkitsu bazooka, mm-hmm. that uh, was able to defeat the shadow monster because they could imagine what the shadow monster would dislike. And then they would shoot precisely that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that got lost after like 10 episodes, maybe? Yeah, and then in the end, they just shoot Oculus Lasers. sword laser. Your usual. Right ball of yeah. light yeah I, I thought that was a bit I of a letdown that... too like because it was yeah. always interesting to see what they would come up with to defeat the the shadow monster and then they yeah, just exactly. stopped using the renketsu bazooka and then the daikaiten <laughs> cannon came out and it was done after that. oh man yeah. that gun was infuriating <laughs> And I liked it. <laughs> I, I, loved, I love their like oh. imagination bullet train thing that they just like decided how it was going to affect the bad guy. I just like, if if every episode of The Walking Dead someone had to cock a shotgun six times to kill a zombie, I would <laughs> lose my mind. <laughs> no, yeah, they, they they took the villain's wait for your weapon to activate trope a bit too Man. long. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, I mean, I liked the whole, like, stay behind the white line thing. That made me so happy. Oh, that was yeah, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was lots so of fun. Such a great element. Well, and yeah. I love that they also used it as a shield multiple times. Like, they would time their change right when something was flying at them, and they would use that opportunity to change, and it would shield them from whatever was coming at them. Yeah, the, the way it was the sort of actually They justified it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and active. I feel like they actively used it, you know? I mean, even the last episode where the, the line starts to lay down and they both have to, uh, Akira and Nier have to jump away from the tracks. <clears throat> yeah. You know, so they don't get hit by the train. It, it is a thing that continued and recurred and was a factor. And Yeah. It was cool the times it was inverted, too. There were one mm-hmm. or two occasions where the, please, you know, stay behind the black, or the dark line or the black line. It was the black remember. line, yeah. Yeah, the black line. When the shadow line folks would arrive, too. So the... The way it was 
consistently handled and the sort of overall consistency of the train stuff too I thought was interesting. Yeah. There wasn't any train magic unless no. there occasionally needed to be train magic, but you know. Well But it was yeah. imagination. Well exactly. They had trains that could go anywhere, so they went anywhere. Mm. Like although I did really enjoy that they justified um not being able to go into the shadow towns without both the junction to switch lines and needing uh, the Drill Express in order to get through the darkness. I thought that that was a really interesting touch. Oh, they need a former dark train to get into the darkness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was a good way to avoid them just, like, you know, stampeding through to the finish. (laughs) It was a a good slowdown tactic and a good sort of explanation. Yeah. Yeah. World-building thing. It was was a well-built world by the end. Too. I like the the Flushed fights out. that we ended up getting in the shadow towns because of their time limit that was set on them. Yeah. That was always really interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I, I like the mix of um, uh, line changing and well, we're just gonna have to beat you really fast then. <laughs> that yeah. ended up happening. Overall, pretty good show. I was obviously <laughs> very deeply affected. Not <laughs> terrible. No, man, I'm really glad you're enjoying the shows we're showing you. Oh, my God. I'm having so much fun. I, I was just, uh, I had, I had uh, my birthday dinner with my family tonight. Uh-huh. My birthday was yesterday. And um, my I, my mom was sitting there, and she was like, I'm sorry, you're watching what to record a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Always like, a fun conversation. <laughs> right. And so I started to explain it. I'm like, well, so basically they're p- like Power Rangers, because, you know, I'm explaining this to my parents. who Right. Uh-huh. That's always a necessary yep. step. <laughs> right. And so I'm like, so essentially they're kind of like the Power Rangers, except, you know, this is a show made in Japan, so it's called the Super Sentai, and they use trains to morph into these cool rangers. And she's like, so we're going to go watch the Oscars now. Um, you and your friends have fun. <laughs> Bye like, forever. <laughs> you and your little friends have fun. <laughs> yeah. We're disowning you. I don't know what any of that was. Get out of our home. Well, as Paula has explained it, you know, a couple of times, I'm basically the product of every ounce of whimsy that was intended to be spread out through my entire family, all concentrated into one person of glitter and rainbows. That is my. You're having far too much fun. Leave. (laughs) You need to go. Seriously. Anytime Mom, I'm like, Katie's having fun again. What should we do? <laughs> yeah. Let's Katie's just having leave too much her. fun, guys. I think, I think we need to go and like make sure that this doesn't happen again. How do we make her miserable? <laughs> <laughs> she needs to be more serious. That's another story. <laughs> I'm going to put that on the shelf with my mommy issues. What? You said that. That's... that's... That's a different podcast. It's <laughs> a whole other podcast. <laughs> Next time on Tokyo Night, I'm <laughs> Well, in that regard, I think we should be closing. So what don't, yeah. why don't we give each uh, our wow. final thoughts on Risha Sentai Tokyo Okay. Uh, uh, slow start, quality finish. Tokyo That's me. <laughs> Bye. What was that last bit? <laughs> <laughs> Slow start, quality finish. Tokyo Jer. Bye. That's what I did. Yeah. I just did it all again for you. <laughs> Hello. No, th- no, no, thing. I appreciate it. No, you have no idea. I'm... 
I think Cooney also appreciates the fact that you repeated that just for him because he wanted you to uh-huh. he wanted to experience that again. I'm a giving <laughs> guest on a I, I I try to give. I'm I'm a giver. You're definitely a giver. I totally <laughs> <appreciate> <laughs> about you. <laughs> Can we cut all of me out of the show? Is that is that still a possibility? No. Can we check in on that? <laughs> oh, We're going to have Microsoft Sam tell you things. I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good impression. That's such a good impression. Here, here to help. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what did anybody else think about the show? You all, you all hated it, right? It was the worst. No, I <laughs> liked it a lot. Like a nice cup of cocoa. Ooh. Oh. Really warm and, 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 and sweet. Smooth. And comforting. Mm-hmm. And it, it was really enjoyable that I mean when the when the plot kicked in, it was really enjoyable. I mean we we were just thinking. I mean we were just saying. I mean George couldn't join us today, but we were because he had did hadn't cut, uh, caught up at, uh, until the finale. Mm-hmm. But uh, we uh, I was checking the episodes that I thought he could skip, and it was only two. Yeah. Yeah. That just what? it's just how that how interesting and how well. Until it kicks in, how well spread the plot is mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. it kicks in. Yeah, once the show, as, as I put it, or as I feel like it is, once the show actually starts, it is a good watch. Mm-hmm. Right, it right, just, right. It feels like half the show is prologue. Yeah. <laughs> it's like set up, here are all the pieces on the board, and then you're like, oh, this is what the actual game is. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's really late to find that out. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Brian, what about you? Um, it was it was a show that I was really excited for, and then it started, and I tried to stay on board as long as I could, and I still watched it every week. Uh, some weeks were much better than others, but like we we covered multiple times, talking about it now, it it took a long time to find the right tracks, and pun intended. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Don't, don't, Nix, don't, please. <laughs> but uh, when, it, when it did, it turned into a pretty solid show. I, I, I feel like if the episode count was a little bit smaller and some of the, some of the, by, I mean some of, I mean a lot of the early filler, um, if you can kind of, if you can chug through that, I'm sorry. I'm really Stop! Sorry. You gotta no. You, you gotta go. <laughs> you gotta uh, go. Gone in a certain direction. I'm not exactly comfortable in my pants place right now. If, if you can get through that, then uh, it's it's a very solid show that I ended up quite enjoying by the by the end of it. So, bravo, Tokyo, you turned it around. Yeah, I... it's one of those shows that could benefit from an abridged. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I yeah, definitely. Yeah. As for me, I want a hundred percent. 100% believe in the power of rainbows and imagination! I'm a believer. Damn. Yeah. Excellent. That is, that is about how I feel. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, th- so there we go. Tokyo-jur. The, the train sentai. Train-jur. Train-jur? <laughs> <laughs> Trainsform. Anyway, please... Uh, we are discussing this and uh, many other subjects at the forums, forums uh, dot oh, yes. dot com. Follow us on Twitter at the Tokunet, and of course uh, visit the site toxnetwork.com. We are also on YouTube. We are on Instagram, uh, publishing ugly pictures of us crying. 
So go check that out I think so far the well. only picture of a person on our Instagram is just me ugly. <laughs> <laughs> no, so. no, no. We're going to fill, fill so. it in with, with fun stuff. Oh, so please just, do. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> and thank you very much for listening today. Go full NPR. Do it. Bring it home. Thank you very much for listening to us today. <laughs> it was a very exciting conversation. Uh, I don't think we may uh, have any uh, guests uh, tomorrow. We will be talking about bread. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I love bread. Sounds thrilling. And on that note, good night, everybody. Thank you. Good night, buddy. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Good night. Imagination!